It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. A controversial former commander has a new gig. Who? And why does it make a lot of sense? Plus, wrapping up Senior Bowl practice week right now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Come aboard. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Commanders fans, welcome aboard one and all. It is the weekend, and we welcome you again into the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day, your daily podcast, cover the Washington Commanders free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. We thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. David Harrison, my partner, has been in Mobile, Alabama all week at the Senior Bowl. We will have a couple of notes on the Senior Bowl coming up later on in the show. He'll rejoin us next week. Check him out writing on Commander Country as part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation at SI.com. Meanwhile, I'm merely Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 with Pete Medhurst. Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime live or on demand on the Odyssey app, which is how you can find this show. If uh, we are not here, we are somewhere, uh, but maybe we're on Twitter. You can check out David at DHarrison82, me at Russellmania621, and the show at LO Commanders. This episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. And again, we thank you for making us your first view and listen of the day. So you might as well just call him Sin City Scots. That's right. Former Washington Commanders offensive coordinator, a very controversial figure uh, because of the offense's inefficiency, like it's always the coach's fault, right? And it's never the quarterback's fault. It, it's never anybody else's fault. It's never a terrible offensive line's fault. It's always the coach's fault. Uh, but Scott Turner was fired a couple of weeks ago, and now he is heading to the Las Vegas Raiders. That's right. Uh, first reported by Ian Rappaport of NFL Network, the Oakland Raiders did confirm it, did put out a small statement from Josh McDaniels uh, welcoming in Scott uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. And here's the deal. Um, some people are kind of surprised that he didn't get an offensive coordinator job. I'm not. Listen, w- when you average the amount of points that the commanders averaged, it's a poor reflection. When Ron Rivera who is generally known as patient and, you know, Mr. Nice Guy, fires you, it doesn't look great for you, right? Even if your dad is North Turner, right? It just doesn't look great for you. Um, People admire Scott Turner's creativity. People admire his thought process. 
But what you maybe don't know about Scott until you watch him game in, game out, play in, play out like we do in commander country, right? Is that Scott does lack a little bit of a feel and maybe tries to go too heavy in one area or the other. And instead of having balance, maybe tries to go too heavy pass with Carson Wentz the first five and a half games of the year, then too heavy run. Uh, then when the passing game is working, he runs the ball four straight plays at the goal line in San Francisco uh, and gets stuffed or doesn't put in Brian Robinson for fourth and ones in four consecutive sequences uh, in San Francisco and against the Cleveland Browns, stuff like that, right? We all know some of the problems with Scott. I'm not saying Scott wasn't to blame. Obviously he was. It just wasn't good enough. But some people are a little surprised, again, that he did not wait around for an offensive coordinator spot because the position that he's accepting is the passing game coordinator, which the many teams now separate pass game coordinator, run game coordinator, right? Um and and I don't know why the, exactly they do that other than, you know, to try and maximize their staff. I don't know. Uh, but Josh McDaniels, you know, basically needs help getting the passing game going with the Vegas Raiders. It did not work. It did not work with Derek Carr. We all know that. Derek Carr is leaving the Las Vegas Raiders in a matter of a week and a half. Now, Scott Turner is not going to get to work with, of course, Derek Carr, as we just mentioned, more on him in just a little bit. He has a looming February 15th deadline, but he could get to work with Aaron Rodgers. He figures to be a trade target of the Raiders if they can pull that off, maybe reunite him with Devontae Adams, uh, who he was with, of course, in Green Bay, who came to the Vegas Raiders last offseason to reunite with Derek Carr. You see where this is going. Now, the Jets are going to obviously make a very, very heavy play for Aaron Rodgers, and they are the likely odds-on favorite, but maybe Vegas winds up with Geno Smith. Maybe Vegas winds up with Daniel Jones. Maybe Vegas winds up with Lamar Jackson. Who knows? You just never know. Or the trade market. Or how about this? Scott Turner, the UNLV product, and again, son of former Raiders head coach, Norv Turner, so it's been in the family, albeit in Oakland. Scott Turner, he could wind up with Taylor Heineke again. How? Well, Taylor Heineke is a free agent. What's to say that Scott uh, Turner doesn't try and get Taylor Heineke, a guy who knows his system, a guy who can start, as we all know, a guy who's a free agent, a guy who basically was kind of kicked to the curb here by the Washington current staff? Again, I don't personally know if Scott Turner is 100% all in on Taylor Heineke. I've heard different things, but I believe, believe that Scott Turner is much more in on Taylor Heineke than Ron Rivera is and was. So again, logical connecting of the dots. Maybe Heineke goes out there. Maybe they don't spend big on a free agent quarterback. Maybe they sign Taylor Heineke to a two or three year deal and they draft a quarterback high. Who knows? Um, but Scott Turner could work again with Taylor Heineke. And of course, if Taylor Heineke goes out there, that closes the door on him coming back to Washington, which of course would then mean that the commanders need a veteran quarterback. And I would argue that they need a veteran quarterback anyway, and that Taylor Heineke, quite honestly, is only a fallback option if the price is right. And if basically he looks around and says, mm, you know, 
There's really nothing out there that gets me juiced. And he says, ah, you know what? That two-year, three, four million dollar per year deal uh, is a nice raise from what I was making on my last contract, which just expired. Uh, even though Ron doesn't love me, uh, he, 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 you know, I, I wind up starting 12, 13, 14 games a year, whatever it is over the last two years. Uh, I, you know, they rescued me. They rescued my career. I'd like to stay. I'm comfortable there, all that. And maybe he comes back, but probably that is not going to be the case. And again, with Scott Turner going to the Vegas Raiders and them having a huge vacancy at the starting quarterback position, maybe Taylor looks at that as his prime opportunity. I'm sure he would. Now, again, they, I'm sure they have to draft a guy and start bringing that guy in. I'm not sure the rest of their depth chart. To be honest with you, I didn't check before the show, and I kind of forgot uh, what happened at the end of the season. But you get my point. Taylor Heineke, I mean, everyone is going to connect those dots. I'm not the only one. But good for Taylor Heineke. If he goes out there, reunites with Scott, and if he can contend for the starting spot, maybe they don't spend big. Who knows? Maybe they just you know bring in another veteran. I don't know. Or maybe, again, they just draft a kid high and put him in the same room with Heineke and let the best man win. We'll see. All right, so Sin City Scott, huh, how about that? He is going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Coming up, uh, what's wrong with the commander's offensive coordinator search? I'm going to give you that. Plus, I'm also uh, going to discuss why Derek Carr would be a good fit, would not be a good fit here with the Washington Commanders. Now that, again, he's long gone from the Las Vegas Raiders. That's all next with you right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm Chris Russell. But first, we tell you about this message from our sponsors at LinkedIn Jobs. That's right. As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members that you surround yourself, right? I mean, it's the same in football. You're only as good as the players that you have on the roster and that can stay on the field and can stay healthy. That's why Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders are incredibly mediocre. But you don't have to be incredibly mediocre if you use LinkedIn jobs. Again, if you're a boss or a hiring manager or an owner, that type of thing, you can seek out the very best of the best, the cream of the crop. And that's how you get it done on LinkedIn jobs. They're going to bring you all the great candidates Simple tools, screening questions, get you the interviews with the people that you want to target and the people that you want to hire to make your company stronger, better, and more efficient and more revenue. So here's what we want you to do. LinkedIn Jobs, again, helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. And of course, terms and conditions apply. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting 
shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. All right, we're moving on to the Locked On Commanders podcast. Second segment, we again thank you for making us your first listen and view each and every day. So the Commanders, in my opinion, owe it to themselves to at least call on Derek Carr, but it, it it's more like, hey, a cursory call, right? Here's the deal. He has to be released or traded by February 14th. That's a week from this upcoming Tuesday, right? Valentine's Day. February 15th is the deadline in which $40 million worth of guarantees kicks in with the Vegas Raiders. It's a complicated contract situation, but he has a no-trade clause. So the Vegas Raiders either have to trade him to a team that he wants to go to, that he's willing to waive the no-trade clause to on February 14th or before, or they have to cut him and get nothing for him in return, not even a compensatory pick uh, in next year's draft. So it's a very difficult situation for the Las Vegas Raiders. We know he's not going back to Vegas. We understand that. Um, here's the deal. Again, Carr, I would never, ever, ever trade anything for him if I was the commanders because you bungled the Carson Wentz situation so bad, so bad last year that you can't afford to trade more assets. Sorry, you can't. It cost you two third-round picks, $28 million, and obviously you weren't able to upgrade your offensive line and you had to kind of almost degrade your offensive line, and we know that turned into a complete disaster. We know the holes on the team, linebacker, corner, uh, offensive line, obviously, tight end. You can make all sorts of argument. Quarterback, veteran quarterback, they might have to spend 5 or $6 million there. Who knows? The point of the matter is, with Derek Carr, you cannot in any way, shape, or form trade for him and surrender more assets. But you could make a cursory call to his agent and say, hey, would Derek Carr be willing to come here if we could swing a deal for him if he becomes a free agent? Yes, no. Hey, if the answer is yes, what are we talking about? What is he looking for? Is he looking for two years fully guaranteed? Is he looking for five-year contract? What is he looking for? Because then he's a free agent, and then he gets to create his own contract with certain leverage and security and fully guaranteed cash and so on. But I would not in any way, shape, or form trade for him or even consider that. Again, they already rode that horse, and they already screwed that to the heavens last year. No thanks. Uh, and I'm sorry, I'm not helping out the Vegas Raiders. And even if Taylor Heineke goes to the Vegas Raiders because of Scott Turner, uh, this is a totally separate uh, transaction. So you can't even like look at it as an exchange, right? Because, you know, again, Derek Carr is going to cost a lot more money. Uh, one thing my radio partner, Pete Medhurst, pointed out uh, that might disqualify this, and obviously it doesn't, but we were kind of having some fun with this on Friday. Derek Carr's middle name, Dallas. And I think he has a child named Dallas. Derek Dallas Carr. Can a commander's quarterback have a middle name Dallas? That would be an interesting situation. 
yeah, it's a no-go for, I'm sure, many people in the fan base. Not to mention Derek Carr is on the plus side of 30. Uh, you know, some people are frustrated with how he handled the situation at the end of the year. I don't look at that as a big blemish. Uh, looks like that was kind of like, a, hey, we're going to move on from you. Uh, we're benching you. Uh, you're not going to play anymore for us. We've already made the decision. We're not moving forward with you. Uh, hey, I don't really want to be here and be a distraction. Do you mind, you know, like if we just go our set? You know, some people are criticizing him for that. I I'm not. Derek Carr is a good enough leader. Uh, he's mobile enough. He's got a strong enough arm. I like Derek Carr. I, I just don't know if I could pay him three years, one hundred and twenty million, with eighty or eighty-five million fully guaranteed. I just, I, I can't. Like, I can't do that if I'm the Washington Commanders when I have as many holes as I have. And what if it doesn't work? What if he gets injured again? What you know? I mean, we we don't know what Carson Wentz would have been. If he hadn't gotten injured, but I have a pretty strong suspicion, a pretty strong idea. What happens if you sign Derek Carter with a three-year, $120 million deal, whatever the structure is, and then he gets hurt in week one or in training camp? Then you're just, again, absolutely up against it. So no thanks. I'm not doing that. Sorry. I'm not doing that in any way, shape, or form. All right. So that's that. Um, I do think... I do think they will sign a veteran free agent quarterback, you know, whether it be, uh, again, a Teddy Bridgewater type, I mean, a Mitchell Trubisky type, if he gets cut from Pittsburgh after just one year, that type of thing, you know, a somebody who can push Sam Howell a little bit. The, of course, the cross intriguing part of this is the offensive coordinator thing, right? We don't know if they are actually forcing Taylor, um, Sam Howell on the offensive coordinator choices. Like if they go to Eric Bieniemy whenever they interview him, and so far they haven't, where at least they haven't announced that they have, and nobody's reported that they have. And of course, Bieniemy is a little bit busy getting ready for Super Bowl uh, Fifty Seven next Sunday. If they go to force that, like, does it become a deal breaker? If he says, no, 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 I don't want a quarterback forced on me. I'm, or I don't like Sam Howell. I like somebody. You know, is that the difference? We don't know. We don't know. Here's one thing that's kind of bugging me about the offensive coordinator search. I think I've mentioned this before. With all this time, we're now in like week four of the search since Scott Turner's been fired. They haven't talked to certain candidates. They haven't talked to Byron Lefwich, as far as we know, D.C. native, former Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive coordinator, Super Bowl champion, right? Haven't talked to him. They haven't talked to Todd Munkin, national champion, offensive coordinator, two years in a row with the University of Georgia. Wants to come back in the NFL. Former NFL offensive coordinator. Has talked with Tampa, his former team, and Baltimore now twice, reportedly. They haven't talked to a guy named Shay Tierney, quarterback coach of the Giants, was with the Bills. Has grown up and coached and, and tutored under Brian Dable. What's wrong? I mean, there's other coaches. Dave Canales, I think, is the Seattle Seahawks quarterback coach that did a pretty good job with Geno Smith. He's gotten a couple of interviews with Baltimore. Haven't talked to Greg Roman that we know. Maybe Greg Roman told them to fly the kite. I don't know. But they haven't talked to any of these guys, or at least that has been leaked out or has been – it's not good enough. It's not good enough to interview six guys. Not good enough. You're not good enough. Your process, not good enough. Your process is going to land on somebody that is uninspiring in all likelihood. It feels like, it feels like to me that this is about filling a void as opposed to fixing a problem. 
Does that make sense? I hope it does. It feels like this is a not a check the box type thing because that's often associated with minorities. I, I don't go there. This feels like, again, filling a void that you created, that you decided to open up, but not fixing the problem. And they're going to say they hope to fix the problem. And maybe they do. But it feels like, and the writing on the wall feels like, with who we think is probably going to get the job, and let's be honest, that almost probably, I think most people think it's either going to be Pat Shermer or Ken Zampezi. And no offense to those guys, they're fine football coaches, but it's not an inspiring change the guard type of hire. Nobody's going to be happy about it. Nobody's going to be optimistic about it. Nobody's going to be hopeful. Nobody's going to be jazzed up. And when I say nobody, I mean the fans and the media. Now, you know, again, they'll say all the right things. No, 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 no. Ken Zampese got his own ideas. Pat Shermer, all that stuff. Great. Congratulations. Talk to somebody new. I mean, I love the idea of what they did with Thomas Brown, but they haven't moved on Thomas Brown. So maybe they don't want somebody who hasn't called plays on the NFL level, even though he seems to have a great personality, comes from McVay, so on and so forth, tight ends coach, running backs coach, you know, all of that. So... That is one thing that's kind of bothering me about this offensive coordinator search. When we return, my colleague at Odyssey DC and 106.7, the fan, should be in the Hall of Fame. So Barry Sverluga of the Washington Post wrote about that. Wanted to read you a little bit of that. We will have that for you as well. Some senior bowl notes as David makes his way back from Mobile. All to come right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, we tell you about our friends at TurboTax. You know it is tax season, right? Everybody's getting their W-2s and all that, getting everything in order. So here's what we want you to do. Go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. That's right. This podcast is presented by TurboTax. Meet with an expert who will do them for you at TurboTax. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes. I know I use TurboTax all the time and it's really easy and they've done great by me, but it is stressful. But if you turn over your taxes to the experts at TurboTax, just like you would uh, an accountant in a small little shop in some villagey type neighborhood that you live in, if you turn over your taxes to a tax expert at TurboTax, you are not going to have to worry about it because they're going to do it. They're going to do it right for you. Uh, and they're going to make sure you get every refund, every bit of money that is due to you. Again, don't do your taxes at TurboTax. The expert will do it from start to finish. Now, you do have, uh, with TurboTax, uh, when you when you sign up for the program, you do have to do a video meeting while meeting with the expert just to kind of go over some things. But again, a video meeting is the only thing you have to do besides submitting your information to TurboTax to get your taxes done. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
All right, so Barry Spur Luga of the Washington Post uh, wrote about Brian Mitchell, my Odyssey DC colleague at 106.7 The Fan, uh, and he hosts a show from 10 to 2 with J.P. Finley. Uh, and, uh, you know, occasionally I go on their show and B. Mitch and I run into each other in the building uh, all the time. Good dude. Uh, and he should be in Canton. I think we all know that, right? He was the best special teams returner of all time. Better, in my opinion, than even Devin Hester. Now, Devin Hester, you know, of course, had some receiving exploits. I think he had more touchdowns returns than B. Mitch, but B. Mitch did it all. Babich did it all. So Barry Sferluga of the Washington Post started his column on Friday saying on the Saturday night before the Super Bowl, which is, of course, coming up next weekend, the Pro Football Hall of Fame will announce its 2023 class and Brian Mitchell won't be in it again. That's ridiculous. Let's change it. Joe Gibbs, the legendary Joe Gibbs said, quote, I have a lot of respect for him and I think our teams did. Certainly, if there's a way to get him in the Hall of Fame, we need to do it. And certainly we've dealt with this with Joe Jacoby before. Joe Jacoby and Brian Mitchell, two guys specifically that have not gotten in. Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs head coach. Uh, and, of course, he loves Brian Mitchell. He comes on uh, with him you know, once or twice a year. Uh, quote, if you're evaluating for great players that love the game and understand the game, he would have to be one of them. Uh, Brian Mitchell has more, uh, I I should say, has the second most all-purpose yards next to Jerry Rice. That's it. That's the list. Jerry Rice and Brian Mitchell. I I mean, I can sit here and tout for Brian Mitchell. Others have, again, Sverluga has. Read the column. We'll put it up in LO Commanders or at LO Commanders, I should say. Uh, But Brian Mitchell deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and it's a shame. And I hope at some point, However, it gets done. The Veterans Committee, I don't know all the different regulations and policies. They're always changing it. Somebody gets Brian Mitchell into Canton, Ohio, and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Brian Mitchell deserves it. Joe Jacoby deserves it. I know others deserve it. Uh, My guy Mike Shanahan deserves it. Please do the right thing. However it gets done, please do the right thing and don't think that you're a better steward of the game than these guys because they've earned it. And that's just the way it is. All right, from the Senior Bowl. And again, David will have more analysis throughout next week, what he saw in person. We will talk about it all with him. And of course, he's been doing shows with the Locked On NFL Draft podcast, and uh, we've been populating uh, that. So go check out David's work uh, there from Jim Nagy, the executive director of the Senior Bowl in Mobile, a couple of week practiced awards before the game is actually played, which is on Saturday afternoon. But the practices are the big, if you will, part of the week. Uh, Nagy put out on his Twitter page, Oklahoma and their player uh, running back Eric Gray was voted the American team's running back practice player of the week. And this is from a vote of his peers, right? So this is the players. South Carolina's Darius Rush was voted the American team's cornerback practice player of the week, again, by his peers in the wide receiver group. So the wide receivers going against the corner. So South Carolina's Darius Rush, maybe keep an eye on him, A, SEC, B, 
They need help at corner, do the Washington Commanders. Another running back award, Tulane or running back uh, Tajay Spears, who was thought to be a hot name coming in, certainly did very well for himself. He was named the overall practice player of the week in the uh, Senior Bowl by NFL executives and scouts. And that means a lot to me, quite honestly. Bryce Barringer of Michigan State was voted the national team's special teams player of the week by his peers on the national squad. And Jim Nagy also adds Illinois' Chase Brown voted the national team's running back practice player of the week. We will have more, of course, when David returns. Uh, just another quick note, uh, Pete Thamel of ESPN, who, of course, covers a lot of college football, said that he was impressed by Fresno State quarterback Jake Hayner, uh, and multiple evaluators said he was the best quarterback at the Senior Bowl. Now, as David has certainly talked about, and I think everybody has kind of touched on, this wasn't the most impressive class of quarterbacks, but Hayner is viewed by many as like that fifth or sixth guy, maybe a spot behind Hendon Hooker, maybe a spot, you know, maybe fifth because Hendon Hooker's coming off of the torn ACL, that type of thing. Uh, but he's clearly not in the top four in almost everyone's eyes. But the commanders, I think, should be looking at a quarterback in, say, the back end of the third round where they're expected to get a compensatory pick or the fourth or fifth round. So a guy like Hayner might, might be available in that spot. So again, we'll warrant, uh, we'll keep you uh, warned on all of the coverage. Uh, again, David will have exclusive analysis uh, and direct information that he was able to glean uh, from a commander's perspective next week when we return. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and view of the, the day. Now for your second listen and view, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. Uh, and you can DM us at LO Commanders on Twitter. Uh, we will be back to start Super Bowl week, baby. That's right. And again, David's exclusive reaction to what he saw after a week in Mobile at the Senior Bowl and how it could affect, could affect the Washington Commanders. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. Drive safe with the weather, the cold, uh, all that. Take care of your fellow man, woman, child, uh, and be good to one another. We appreciate you, as always, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, each and every day. I'm Chris Russell. For David Harrison, cover the Washington Commanders for Commander Country on SI.com and Fan Nation. Uh, again, I am the Rooster. Uh, listen to me and Pete. Medhurst, 9 to noon, Monday through Friday, uh, Eastern Time, on the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., and as well worldwide on the Odyssey app. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 